something else. And with Lucic, plays it over. Lucic scores! There it is! Number one for Lucic is a flame, and it's 4-1 Calgary. Welcome back to the Firestarter Podcast. I'm Ryan Dietrich of CalgaryFlames.com, and today very pleased to be joined by Milan Lucic. Milan, how's it going? Going good. Uh, how you doing? Doing excellent. Uh, always doing better after a big win. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so huge win last night. That's four straight now, and geez, you look at the standings, and it's pretty tight these days. Uh, what's your assessment of the season so far, and where the team's at just past the halfway point here? Yeah, you talk about this last stretch, it's... Uh... You know, winning four in a row, it's gonna got us right back almost uh, to the top of the division. And uh, you look at where we were um, in that first minute Minnesota game. Uh, they were two points behind us with one game in hand, and we beat them. And then we beat Chicago. We beat Minnesota again, and we're able to separate ourselves from those two teams that were right behind us. And um, you know, you look at our Pacific Division. Uh, you got five teams fighting for those uh, top three spots, and it feels like it's going to be a fight right to the end oh, yeah. uh, of the year. And as far as the whole season goes for us, uh, a lot has happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I lot guess you could up, say that. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, um, changes, um, all that type of stuff. So uh been, been an interesting year so far. I, I, I got to say, I don't know if I've uh, experienced... Uh, one like this, but every season has its, has its uh, own experiences, has its own adversities, and uh, I think as a group we've we've handled uh, uh, things really well to to stick with it and stay within uh, you know the top of uh, the division lead here and a um, couple games here before the All Star break and. Uh, big game with the Battle of Alberta coming up uh, here on a Saturday night. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, before we go any further, uh, I do have to ask you about, now this goes back a couple of weeks, but I love that photo you posted on Twitter of you and the guys and the onesies around <laughs> Christmas time. Uh, I don't know who spearheaded that. Can you give me any insight there? Because it was pretty, it resonated well, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, my wife is the one that's usually uh, good with those type of things. Uh, she's the one that... Uh, got the onesies for everyone and orchestrate, orchestrated it with uh, the other wives and girlfriends uh, on the team for the guys that, that did come over for the Christmas brunch that we did there on Christmas Day. And uh, it's always nice to, to get together, especially that time of year. Um, you know, the guys that, that just stay in Calgary and, um, you know, spend the Christmas holidays together. Um, you know, we got together, uh, the Giordano set up, uh, something for the guys on Christmas Eve and we got to spend time together on Christmas morning. And, uh, like I said, it's a special time to, to, to spend with your teammates together. Very cool. You, uh, couldn't convince Gratz to go the ones you're out or <laughs> <laughs> no bigger and, uh, didn't want to put the old onesie on, uh, but you know what? It, it was nice to have him him as a uh, part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, on a serious note, though, I mean, that is cool and certainly resonated well with the fan base. Uh, from my perspective, anyway, you fit in very well in the dressing room. But from your perspective, what's it been like being a member of the Calgary Flames and what are some of the friendships like that you've been able to form so far? Yeah, it's 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 been great. Uh, you know, everyone's uh, welcomed me here uh, with open arms. Uh you know, from the players to the trainers to the coaching staff and the management and everyone, you know, they've made me feel re- really welcome uh, since since the day I got traded here. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a comforting feeling. It makes you um, 
feel good about yourself coming into a situation like this. I think, uh, you know, being with an older captain like uh, uh, with Gio, um, you know, we kind of broke into the league around the same time. So, you know, we, we actually do spend a lot of time uh, talking about the old days and comparing it, what, what the game's like now yeah. compared to what it used to be and, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time with him and, uh, and Sean Monaghan, I would probably say more than anyone. And, um, you know, it's been great. And, uh, you know, a couple of us live in the same area. Uh, me, Monaghan, and um, TJ Brody, we, we drive to the airport together. Oh, nice. Which is fun, you know. You know, we don't need to carpool, <laughs> but we do, you know, just because it's yeah. one of those things it's nice to, to do together. You know, even coming home from a flight, it's nice, um, you know, just to talk about things and, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, it's been good, too, you know, going out for dinner. Um, guys guys are, are, are willing and wanting to, to, to go out and uh, do things together and all that type of stuff. So I think uh, this, is, this is a really good, good group to be a part of. Uh, I gotta say, I, I've I've gotten along with everyone so far, and uh, I think that's a that's a big part of our uh, success uh, so far this year. Obviously, you're no stranger to it by now. You've played on a few teams, but and it's probably not the easiest thing to do either. But I mean, geographically, does it kind of help? You know, coming from a place like Edmonton to Calgary, where maybe that's a little bit easier on your family. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, like you said, geographically, you, you know, it's an easy move. Uh, three-hour drive uh, south on uh, number two there. So, uh, so yeah, you know, you, you know kind of what to expect uh, being in the province of Alberta. Uh, I will say uh, it's, it's nice having the mountains close by. Yeah. We've, done, uh, we've done a lot of uh, uh, Banff trips, Canmore trips. Uh, I think I even posted on my Twitter right away when we got here. We went to Lake Louise and we wanted to ride the canoes. Uh, at Lake Louise, so we've spent a lot of time going to the mountains as well, and that and that's been something that's refreshing. Being a kid from Vancouver, yeah, you know, yeah. I got to look, <laughs> see them every day that I woke up. So, um, yeah, it's been great, and you know, the whole city and the people in the city have been uh, welcoming, you know, and comforting as well. Um, you know, it's 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 been a it, it's been a great transition, and uh, I've really enjoyed my time here so far. Is that who you are, kind of away from the rink? Are you kind of an outdoorsy guy, like to check out the mountains and things like that, even before you came here to Calgary? Just, yeah, you know, just, I, I just like, uh, yeah, I guess being with nature. Um, you know, growing up in Vancouver, you had the mountains and the ocean, and then being in Boston, I actually lived on the ocean. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, uh, my uh, my patio actually dropped off into into the ocean, and then obviously being trained to L.A., you know, living in uh, Manhattan Beach, just having the beach there and all that type of stuff. It's it's obviously something I think that's mentally um, mentally nice. You know, it's kind of uh, all that type of stuff. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest outdoorsman. I mean, I've never been camp camping and ever. No, really, <laughs> no. Growing up, my family wasn't really uh, campers or or anything like that. So. Uh, my wife tries to talk me into that, but I, I still don't. I still don't. I, I, I'm not the type of guy that pitches a tent and goes <laughs> and stays in the woods. But I do like, you know, experiencing life and, and seeing things. I, um, you know, even this summer I went to Europe for four weeks and just seeing history and walking around and seeing uh, different architectures, different cultures, different foods, yeah. just experiencing life 
uh, is something that I like to do. And um, so, yeah, like like I said, whenever we get a chance uh, to head out to those places, uh, we 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 make the most of it. And you mentioned the Battle of Alberta off the top there. And obviously, I'm sure it's probably nice to have that first one kind of out of the way now. And you get another one tomorrow, too. And certainly a lot on the line with this one, too. I mean, does that, I mean, what's, what are your thoughts going into this? Because uh, I'm sure it's still a little bit weird for you, but this is also a pivotal game for both teams. Yeah. You know what? I, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome from a player's pr- perspective. I think it's awesome from a fan's perspective. Uh, I don't think there's, you know, been. Battles of Alberta, um, you know, with two teams battling for the top of the standings, yeah. you know, um, uh, so the games mean much more than than what they probably meant here in the past. So, um, you know, just it just amps things up, you know, Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, all that type of stuff. Uh, so uh, they're, they're on a three-game winning streak. We're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, an opportunity to move actually into first place in the division. So a lot of state, a lot of, a lot, lot on, um, on the line here. And, uh, we're going to see each other a few more times after this one, uh, real quick here. So, um, the way you move yourself up in the standings and separate yourself is, are these divisional games and, you know, um, it, it helps when the rivalry games are as big as they are. Celebrate the Flames' 40th season with your friends, family, everyone you know. Plan your next group gathering, company event, or party with the Calgary Flames at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Group benefits include block seating, ticket savings, and designated coordinators to help you create the ultimate package. Unique group options include Sea of Red Reserved and Loft experiences. For more info and to book a group event, visit calgaryflames.com group. The Sea of Red lives here. I do want to ask about your time in Boston. Obviously spending the first eight seasons of your career there and winning a cup in year three. Uh, what was your experience like as a Bruin, especially as a young guy, you know, when you come in and have success at such an early age? It was great. Obviously everything went probably uh, as good as it possibly could. Uh, you know, uh, making the team as a 19-year-old, I... I Honestly, I, I think I packed for like three weeks because, uh, you know, we, I just won the Memorial Cup and, and played the Canada-Russia series. Um, and right from there, I went to camp. And I, like I said, I was, I was more interested in going back uh, <laughs> to defend the title than I was, uh, you know, planning on staying the whole year in Boston. But, you know, I just went out there and played my game and, and – you know, Claude Julian, Peter Shrelly saw something in me that I could, you know, stay for the whole year, which ended up working out great. And, um, yeah, you know, it's really funny. I didn't know really anything about the city. Uh, only thing I really probably knew about Boston was, you know, historically was the tea party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, that's what we were taught in school sure. and all that type of stuff. And, um and to be honest, uh, I didn't even know much about the team other than Ray Bork and 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 Joe Thornton. Those are really the only two guys that I could I could say that uh, that I really knew about the the history of the Boston Bruins. And you know, I, I didn't even really know what it meant to to play on a on an original six team. And you know, when I went there, um, you know, it, the the Thornton. The Thornton trade happened. You know they missed the playoffs. I think three years in a row, and 
know, it was it was a transition period for the whole organization. So um, we were trying to win the fans back and and all that type of stuff. So um, you know, building a team in that first year, you know, we were expected, I think, to finish 13th in the conference, and you know, we make the playoffs, finish in the eighth seed, and take the number one seed, which was the Montreal Canadiens, and take them to seven games and. You know, we we started to to build a culture, started to build, um, you know, f- the fan base again and all that type of stuff, and it kept building and building and building. And and like I said, um, you know, the next year we finished first in the Eastern Conference, losing the second round. Then we get the Winter Classic, the third year, make the sec make the second round again. We had that, um, you know, blown uh, three nothing series lead and three nothing game seven lead against Philadelphia, and then. Um, we make a few moves, make a few trades, you know, get the draft pick for Tyler Sagan, uh, make a trade for Nathan Horton and, and Greg, Greg Campbell, and they come in, um, you know, end up being big pieces for us uh, moving forward. And, and year four, we end up winning the Stanley Cup. And, you know, that was something that you can't even almost describe uh, in words. And, and like I said, not really knowing what it meant to play for an original six team to winning a Stanley Cup with the original six sure. team, being the first team to bring it back since Bobby Orr and, and the seventy two and the seventy two crew with him, uh, Esposito, Johnny Busick, Jerry Cheevers, all those guys yeah. that I actually learned about that I didn't know you about. You didn't know you learned along the way, right? Yeah, that I learned <laughs> along the way and, and, and how special it is not only to win the Stanley Cup, but to win the Stanley Cup in a city like Boston, for an original six team, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it, at the start, it, it couldn't have gone any better uh, as it did for my eight-year career. And then we go back in the finals in 2013 and then win the, win the President's Trophy in 2013-14. And, and then eventually I got traded in 2015. But to be honest, it was... It was, I, I got to say, it was the best eight years of my life, probably. You know, um, went there as a 19-year-old kid, left as a 27-year-old with, with a lot of life and uh, hockey experiences, and it's something um, that I'll cherish uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah, just hearing you talk about it, it clearly left a, a huge impact on you. So it is fair to say then, not just for your hockey career, but your life, this was probably one of the best things that could have happened to you yeah definitely too and and a lot of people don't realize to get from Vancouver to Boston it's not an easy it's not an easy (laughs) way and uh there's no direct flights and and when I got put out there in 19 you know I I I had to learn how to grow up really fast and you know do things on my own and take care of myself and and like I said it wasn't a quick jumper flight for my parents or family to come out and see me and all that type of stuff. So I really had to uh, learn how to take care of myself. And my first two years, I had Mark Stewart as my roommate. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit, too, for, for helping me along the way. You know, on, on like a, what I talked about, uh, looking after yourself, learning how to pay bills and yeah. and find your own place and all that <laughs> type of stuff. Because nobody gets you really ready for that type of stuff. No. Uh, so, yeah, you know, just, just to transi- transition from being a teenager and a kid uh, to an adult. You know, that's, and and to be honest, yeah, I grew up a Vancouver kid up until uh, 19 years old, but, you know, and as an adult, I would say I grew up more of a Bostonian than anything, and, you know, it's it's a special, 
has a special place in my heart. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, I'll always, um, you know, cherish it for not only the on ice stuff, but the, how the way the people took me in off the ice as well. It's funny you mentioned Stewie because uh, I was in Winnipeg at the time that yeah. he was with the, and he was the exact same guy with the Jets young players too. So um, I'm sure it's somewhat of a long list, but you're looking down those rosters, it's Hall of Famers across the board, but maybe of those Bruins teams, who did have the biggest impact on, you mentioned the, the life side, but how about the hockey side? Yeah, there was, you know, there was a lot of guys. Um, you know, it's funny, um, from the hockey side, I got to say, uh, you know, Jeff Ward was, a, I think he was a rookie uh, assistant coach there as well. And it was his first year in 07, 08, which was my first year. And and one of his things is, I guess, his projects was uh, to take care of me and, and <laughs> you know, from the on-ice stuff. Okay, and right on. Teach me how to play the right way and teach me how to be a pro on a day-to-day basis. And um, when I came to the league back then, you know, it was it was a much older team, and you know my my stallmate was uh, Glenn Murray, who was um, what was he? He would have been 16 years older than me, <laughs> and um, obviously he being my stallmate, you know, I I talked to him a lot, learned from him a lot, you know, having Big Z around, you know, he was a, uh, another guy that was, you know, who who I would say is one of the most ultimate pros probably to ever play the game. Just the way he took care of himself, you know, I think everyone knows he's a fitness freak and all that type of stuff and how hard he's had to work to get to, you know, to put together, you know, his Hall of Fame career that he's that he's going to be. And another guy I think that maybe doesn't get talked about enough is, is Sean Thornton and what he meant to all the young guys and, you know, taking care of um, all the little things in the room and making sure everyone was in check and making sure that everyone was doing things the right way and all that type of stuff and you know and stepping up and you know taking care of business for guys uh on the ice you know as far as the enforcer type of role goes and um i know for myself you know having sean and big z there um as a young guy who was coming in playing a physical role you know they helped me with that because I didn't have to deal with the super heavyweights right. <laughs> uh, as a 19-year-old. And uh, don't get me wrong, I, I still did my fair share of, of um, you know, fighting and playing physical and all that type of stuff. But they made it easier for me because I knew they had my back. And, and yeah, so, uh, and in a longer way, you just create friendships with guys. And um, obviously the 2010-11 team, those guys, you know, those guys stick out more than anything. Um, so it was, you know, give those guys a lot of credit for, for helping me out. And, um, I try to do the same thing here, uh, as an older guy now. Nice. Very cool. Um, you know, on the subject of, uh, of some of those guys and Jeff Ward, one of the things that he mentions often to us in the media is that he thinks you're playing at your best when you have a right shot center on your line. So he always kind of goes back to David Krejci in Boston and obviously having Doc here now. What specifically does that do for you to help you be at your best? Uh, <laughs> or is there anything specific? <laughs> no, you know, it's, I, I, I have to agree with him. Um, and, and even my time in, in L.A., uh, you know, I, I'd say I played 60% of it with, with Jeff Carter as well as, as my centerman. 
And I think when you're when you're a left winger and you have a right-handed uh, centerman, you know, they're it's a forehand to forehand pass, you know. Right. And when the centerman gets uh, um, the puck, whether he's a righty or a lefty, their first look is is obviously to their forehand side. And when you're the left winger with a right-handed centerman, uh, you're usually their first look. And 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 it worked for me, like like Jeff said, and um, with David Krejci, and we had a lot of um, you know really good success together. And and my year in LA, the the times that I got to play with Jeff Carter, uh, you know, we had some really good success together as well. I, and I think it had a lot of to do. I think it's just playing that give and go game. That's a lot easier to do when you when it's forehand to forehand passes, and you know. You know, playing with Doc here this year, I think that's you know that's why we've had success and that's why we've had a lot of fun uh, playing together. And you know, you add Dubé to the mix, who I think has done a really good job as well uh, this year, uh, helping the team, um, helping the team out ever since he got called up. So um, you know, I, that's probably the best explanation I could give yeah, you for it. That's perfect. And <laughs> like I said, me, uh, I've had a lot of fun playing with Doc's Doc and Dubes and. Uh, we we got to keep doing what we got to do to help this team have some have some success. Does Doc ever make a mistake? <laughs> like it, it doesn't seem. You like know it what? You know it doesn't seem like it, but you know we all make mistakes. But uh, he <laughs> tends to make a lot less than most guys, which is which is really great to have and really great to see. I have to ask: 2007 Memorial Cup, Giants Tigers. Tell me about the shift. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know one of those things that happen. Um, you know, I think it was my third shift of the game. Uh, it was early in the game. Um, cup puck comes around to Adam Lowry in the corner, and um, you know, make a big hit on him. Then it goes out to the neutral zone, and I make another hit on him. And then it goes to um, I don't I don't think it was Schlemko. Uh, it was Glass. Then I make another you know huge hit on him in the corner, and then I end up. Uh, you know, fighting Benfeld uh, all on the same shift. And um, I think it kind of, you know, settled for our team, um, our nerves down. And there were 16,000 people oh, there at the loud. Coliseum. Holy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it got the fans going yeah. as well. And um, just one of those things that just happened. The timing was right for everything and for all those hits to happen. And um, I got to say, if if that shift doesn't happen – um, you know, maybe I am, maybe I'm not the the MVP of the tournament. And to be honest, if also if that shift doesn't happen, you know, maybe I don't get the chance to, you know, get that extra look in Boston heading into the training camp that season. So I think uh, if I look back to, you know, certain big moments, and I think a lot, if you ask every player in the league, you know, what moment, you know, um, do you think solidified you and helped you made uh, make the NHL? And I, I think for me, uh, it was that moment and it was that shift. And um, I look back and I, and I kind of smile every time I, I think about it. And it's funny when people bring it up, you know. And I'll get I'll get certain people, you know, sending me the YouTube clip uh, here and there, and I'll go back and watch it. And it's always uh, it's always fun to see it. And um, you know, I, I, I had the the playoff, whatever, 
frosted tips at that time as well. I noticed, yeah. And I had, uh, you know, the young face and all that type of stuff. So it's cool to go back and see. And, uh, when you know, when my kids get older, um, that's why I think it's cool that, you know, you have things like YouTube nowadays that you can go back and see those type of things. You know, I can pass it along and show it to my kids and all that type of stuff. So it's a good thing to always uh, have in the memory bank. Oh, yeah. And you got Peter Labardius on the call, too. And he's a right. Like, he loves. I don't <laughs> think there's a bigger junior hockey fan in the world. And I think he still talks about that regularly because it was quite something. Yeah, it's, it's great, too, because uh, every time I see him, that's the one thing I think about, <laughs> and uh, we, we've talked about it as well when, uh, when I first saw him here when I came to Calgary. Nice. Uh, just a couple more on the sort of the personal side before I let you go, but uh, simply, what's your favorite road city? Oh, there's, you know what, there's a lot of good ones. Um, oh, man. Um, I got to say, you know what, um, Dallas is a really good one. And you know what? I judge it. I like to judge it by hotel, um, restaurants, and kind of walking around. Yeah. But um, you know, like I said, Dallas is a good one. Uh, Montreal, to me, has always been a really, really good one. Um, oh man, I would say I would say those are my top two. That's a good two. Yeah. Um, well. I don't really consider Boston a road city, but for me, <laughs> for me personally, but you know, that's, that's, that's up there as well. But, uh, you know, those are, those, those are my top, top two. If I had to, uh, if I had to say any. Very cool. And, uh, you sports fan kind of away from, yes. you're a tennis guy, right? Well, I, I, I follow all the sports. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, this is me perusing your social feeds over the summertime. Yeah. But uh, you did go and see Djokovic live. Yes. Is that right this summer? Yes, it was actually on my birthday. Oh, um, nice. The semifinals at the French Open at Roland Garros there. So uh, just, just you know, I'm, like, like I talked about uh, prior, those are like as much as I like uh, to go and, 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 and see history and all that type of stuff, I'm, I am a sports fan as well. And one of my bucket lists is – things is to see kind of all the sporting events all over the world um i got to go to a super bowl and you know the one in in san fran at levi stadium and that, that one was the panthers and broncos and broncos beat him there i was actually hoping the patriots made that one but yeah. i missed my patriots in that one but yeah i, I definitely want to see all the tennis i got to see the u.s open three times now i got to see um roland garros but you know, I have a, I'll have a lot of time to see all those when I'm done playing. You know, definitely, you know, see soccer in Europe. Uh, hopefully, get to Augusta for some uh, for some golf, and you know, even like uh, Formula One or or and and all that type of stuff, yeah. just to see the different things that the different sports have to offer. You know, I definitely love to you know create a bucket list and and see all those things when I'm done playing hockey. Great stuff, Milan. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate having you on. All right, thank you so much.